Hi, I'm Abby, and this is We Have Notes, a podcast for the pop culture obsessed and the people who love them. Thanks for tuning in again. I hope all is well. Uh, Got a few things on my little notepad to talk about before we get to my guest this week. First of all, um, yesterday, Tuesday, um, we got the news last night that Andre Leon Talley had passed away. Um, he had apparently not been well and he was 73. Andre is like literally one of the biggest fashion icons ever. Um, for anyone who grew up devouring fashion magazines like I did, he's certainly his writing in Vogue and and then also in obviously in lots of other places, but um, really helped me fall in love with fashion. I, I was raised on mag- by magazines in so many ways in my youth in Indianapolis, Indiana. Obviously, I talk about Sassy a lot and the other teen magazines that I read, but Sassy was so fundamental. But I also would make my mom drive me to, to the Osco drugstore and when there were like racks and racks of magazines at drugstores, which you can like barely even find a magazine these days. But um, back then, everything was there. And so I also got Vogue and Elle and Bazaar and all of those things really made me fall in love with magazines and with fashion and beauty. And they were both like fantasy and reality at the same time. And then to like grow up and work in magazines and it became like my dream to do that and it was really amazing um I I mean I really did I like memorized the mastheads I remember I had this notebook because again you couldn't just like look everything up online but I really did know what everyone I was like oh she's the bookings editor at L and this person does this and then of course you knew people like like Andre who was famous person to me. Um, but I had this notebook I remember in like later years in college where I would like write down everyone's name and like the address. I, I mean, I cold sent letters to people like it was a lot. We can get into that another day, but, but then to really do it and work in those places and see these people that I had admired for so long. I remember like, it was like electric to, to see them, especially when I was young. And, um, like little baby in the industry. And I remember like how exciting it was to have like an ALT sighting like at the Condé Nast building. So the old Condé Nast building, which at the time was the new Condé Nast building in Times Square, four Times Square. And, and like we used to um, smoke cigarettes on the back side of the building, like the 43rd street side of the building where um, the, all the town cars would come for like the editors. Also, every, there were town cars everywhere. Money, money abounding, especially for like celebrity editors. And um, well, I guess like Graydon like smoked in his office, but that was always a thing. But, you know, you see Graydon or Anna or like Andre. It was always amazing to see him coming and going from his car and like caftans and capes. And I mean, the man was six foot six. So, I mean, he was a presence in every sense of the word. And just glorious to behold. Or if you were like sitting across the runway from him, from my usually not front row seat um, at a fashion show. I mean, it just you couldn't keep your eyes off of him and you couldn't keep your eyes off of his words either to read him. And and he championed so many 
people and I'm loving reading like all these stories that I didn't know about on social media. And he obviously like broke barriers and he wanted to help others do the same. And he really never stopped doing that. Um, especially aspiring black editors and writers and designers and models and, and people that were, were and are too often overlooked in, in what is like an overwhelmingly white industry where he had actually found power to some degree. But also I think, um, I would really recommend reading his, both his memoirs, ALT and the chiffon trenches. And and then like the 2018 documentary, the gospel according to Andre. And then of course his, um, his moments in the September issue are amazing. A famine of beauty. Um, but also you see like how he was treated by this industry. And this is someone who, you know, did have power and you still see how crazy fucked up it can be. So all, all of those are amazing just to say that he will be very missed and he certainly made an impact on this world. And that is amazing. Also, um, Marty of Marty and Elaine fame at the Dresden in LA. Marty died. Just really sad. Just iconic LA, you know, nightclub figure. Um, had some good nights at the Dresden, some good blood and sands. Um, so yeah, enough of the sad stuff. A few other things to get to. I saw the new Scream movie. No spoilers. Loved it. Loved it. It's meta, 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 of course, because that's how all the Scream movies are. But this is like, you know, this isn't They're They're like, what are the rules of a requel? which is like a little different than a sequel. And that's all inside. The teens are great. Um, one of the girls from Yellow Jackets is in it. She's awesome. And of course, there's so many homages to like the past Scream movies, like Courtney's Terrible Bangs in Scream 3, because Courtney and Nev and David Arquette are all back. And there's also a character named Liv, one of the like teens. And she... When she came on the screen, basically dressed like Liv Tyler's Corey Mason in Empire Records, I audibly, like a little bit under my breath, like yelped. I was so happy, like the little sweater and the little plaid skirt. There's a great, um, what can only be referenced to uh, a Dion and Murray scene from Clueless when they're outside uh, in like kind of the courtyard of their school. It, I just really enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun. I also cried. At one point, which I don't, that might say more about me than anything else. I mean, it definitely does, but really enjoy it. Highly recommend. I did go to the movie theater. I did not get COVID, masked up, all that stuff. But I understand if you're like not going to the movie theater right now, but when it does come on streaming, I highly recommend it. I mean, I love every screen movie. And if it, one of them is on TV, I will watch it from wherever I am till the end. But, you know, uh, also just a quick can can Jamie Lynn Spears shut the fuck up? I don't want to hear from you, Jamie Lynn Spears. I don't want to hear from you on a podcast. I don't want to hear from you in your memoir. I don't want to hear anything about anything. Leave Britney alone and leave her out of this. But I know you can't because then what do you do? Like your whole life is built around her fame. But I mean, that Britney is having none of it when that end of that Instagram post where she's like, I should have just slapped basically like slapped you motherfuckers about her mom and her sister. I mean, whew. but seriously, Jamie Lynn, no, we don't want it. And also 
there have been, I, you know, I love Abbott Elementary. I said everyone should watch it. It's delightful. If you're looking for something easy and wonderful and lovely and funny and smart and well acted, like watch this wonderful ensemble, like workplace comedy about teachers at a school in Philadelphia. So apparently because no one can have any fun anymore, there's been this like little bubble on the Internet of and like Twitter and like TikTok of being like, this is not realistic. Like a teacher, the teachers wouldn't be able to talk to each other. This, You guys, it's a sitcom. It is not a documentary. Like the office is not how things happen at an office. Like Parks and Rec isn't real. Like that's, you know, it's like things are based in like it's a situational comedy. And the situation is they work at a school. Like cheers. You're not like, oh, that's not really how a bartender would do something like I can't. You guys just have fun with something. It's a sitcom and it's a well-written, wonderful one. Just watch it. I can't like the Internet. It broke all of our brains, mine included, but like enough. And then um, I'm going to tell you that if you're looking for something to do and you want to go down a rabbit hole. I remember months ago, I talked we talked about Couch Guy the TikTok uh, phenomenon, the new, basically new couch guy kind of is West Elm Caleb. So I would just, um, if you know, if you're bored, if you pop a gummy and you want to just dive into something, get on TikTok, look up West Elm Caleb and have a good time. That's all I'm going to say. And now we are going to get to my guest who I love very much, Alana Fishman. We um, used to work together at Marie Claire and we both love Taylor Swift very much. And so we're having a Taylor convo. And I think whether you, if you like Taylor, I, you're going to be into it. I think if you're curious about people who like Taylor, I think you'll be into it. We also talk a lot about her fashion evolution um, and how she telegraphs things and different eras with her style and even hints at them before the new era comes. I think it, I think it's a really great conversation. It's really fun. Alana's amazing. She has a great story about when she met Taylor Swift. So we will be right back with her. This week's guest is a friend, yes, but also one of my favorite style journalists working today. Like, did she get exclusive details on Kanye's ridiculous dress update for Julia Fox, which included over $100,000 of diesel merch? You bet she did. Alana Fishman and I first met a little over a decade ago while we were both working at Marie Claire. And since then, she has continued a highly illustrious career in fashion. Currently, she's the first ever editor of Page Six Style, which is Page Six's celebrity fashion and beauty vertical. And before that, she was at Vox Media's Racked. And also at Lucky Mag, two places that very, very sadly don't exist anymore, a pain that I am all too familiar with when it comes to some of my past homes. She is sweet and smart and witty and certainly knows her way around a great red lip, all qualities I love in a human. And another one of those qualities is that she basically considers herself a professional Swifty. That's right. We're going to dive deep into all things Taylor Allison Swift today. Our girl is oft discussed on this pod, but I've yet to have a guest whose knowledge is as wide and deep as Alana's. She is a co-obsessive, and I can't wait to get into everything from Taylor's style and musical evolutions to what we're hoping for in 2022, and how that woman feeds the fan frenzy with her clues and Easter eggs in a way that causes sweet, sweet agony and mania in her fans, including the both of us. Plus, she's actually met the woman, a moment that gave me great, great joy. 
I can't wait to talk about everything we remember all too well. Please welcome my friend Alana Fishman. Hi. Hi, Abby. That was the nicest intro ever. I was very excited having heard your intros. Oh, ah, yay! And um, yeah, I feel like my ego just like grew tenfold. Well, so it's all true. That's what I always say. That. Of course, but everything is true. And I also um, can't believe it's been 10 years. I know. I was thinking about it. It's so crazy. But I did start there in 2011. That's insane. And right, that's when I was there as Nina Garcia's assistant and you were on the website. And I remember seeing what you were doing and being like, this internet thing seems like a good place to plant a flag. (laughs) Yeah. And then you did it so well and are still continuing to do it. Oh, yeah. Well, likewise. I mean, I love I love that you got some Kanye and Julia scoop. That whole thing is so insanely nonsensical oh, and ridiculous. Just, they're, it's insane. They're an incredibly entertaining couple. Yes. I think much like Kim Ye, like I can see him together. As soon as I heard they were together, I was like, OK, this tracks. Oh, right. And, and then it also tracked that like Kat Marnell is friends with her. I was like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. that makes enormous amounts of sense. Like it no, all totally. comes together. <laughs> there were also a fair number of people I've spoken to about this in the past week, which of which there are many, um, didn't know who Julia Fox was prior to her getting together with Kanye. But I happen to be a huge Uncut Gems fan. Yeah, same. <laughs> like made my family watch it much to their chagrin. Um, it's very stressful, but it's it a is, great it's movie. It's so stressful. But here is my, sorry, this is like a tangent. But No, no, it's good. My thing is, I, as a very anxious person, naturally, really enjoy immersing myself in other people's anxiety. And I find that it quiets my own for the time that I'm watching the movie. It absolutely does. That's why, like, the housewives fighting with each other is soothing to me. Mm -hmm. Like, it's like that and like that and the anxiety of uncut gems again you're right because i was like anxious about that i did not think about myself the entire time i was watching exactly which is so rare like yes. when i'm watching reruns of 30 rock which you know it's like my favorite way to pass a weekend or a rom-com or something like always in the back of your mind you're like oh wait did i forget to do this for work you know yeah what do i have coming up uncut gems there is no room for anything else in your brain um, no and I also, I find that it's particularly, this works particularly well if, like, the characters are in a situation that you would never be yourself. Yes. And, like, yes. as someone who has never gambled, who, like, <laughs> is very much a straight arrow, I was like, wow, this guy really stepped in it. Yeah. I feel sorry for him, and I can't wait to see what happens to him next. It's so true. It's so true. So it's, like, that movie. And then she's, like, a New York person. Like, totally. I feel like if party you... Girl. She's a New York party girl. So, like, if you're... If you know about that, like, and if you're in New York, you might know about her. But I, yeah, now the whole, everyone's involved. Madonna's involved, like, Floyd Mayweather's involved. Madonna never asked for this. (laughs) What is happening? But then she, like, posted today. I get Whatever. Anyway, a person that does not give me stress. Though she does when she, well, we'll get into all of it. But oh, we'll get Taylor, into it. I mean, she does stress me out because I'm like, what are you doing? What does it mean? Oh, um, yeah. So I shouldn't say that she doesn't give me anxiety because she does. But she also gives me great comfort. So you love Taylor. I love Taylor. We've both so loved much. Taylor for a long time. What is your like, what's your Taylor journey? So it's really funny. I was thinking about this um, when we were getting ready to chat. So speaking of like 10 years ago, when we met, you and I met, this was actually pre-Swifty for me. Um, okay. 
I, so growing up, I grew up in Florida. I've always been super into music, but like when I think about it, so Taylor released her debut album in 2006, which is right after I graduated from high school. And at the time I remember being really into like, God, I'm trying to think of what I listened to in high school. It was like the Killers, Death Cab, um, yeah, oh yeah, 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 that that aughts, like that OC soundtrack well, vibe. Yes. Oh, so right. Okay, a lot of my musical taste was informed by the OC because well, the music was, my, was really, really good. It so was that's, incredible, yeah. and it was like you know uh, appointment television for me in high school. And um, more than that, and I promise this links to Taylor. I was extremely influenced by the style on that show. So oh, like yeah. in high school, I remember like saving um, all of the images of Misha Barton's outfits as Marissa Cooper and trying to copy them because I was so obsessed with what Wait, she wore. Do you want to know something? So yes. during parts of time, part of the OC time, I w- had left New York like after YM folded and I moved to LA for a little while, the first time I lived in LA. And I ended up doing fashion PR for a while and worked at a showroom for a bit that had like a bunch of different lines, including like 12th Street by Cynthia Vincent and oh my Wyeth God, a good one. and Velvet. And then I eventually worked in-house at 12th Street for a while. And Wyeth, this line Wyeth, and um, we had Trina Turk and a few other things. And anyway, like obviously people would come and pull for celebrities. And but also, especially with 12th Street, we had the t- Cynthia's based in L.A. So we had a warehouse downtown and so productions could pull too from like production and they weren't samples and so the OC like Nicole Chavez used to pull stuff all the time for the show and then also for Rachel in like Bilson in like real life right and so we would find so there was so much 12th street on the OC and then it was like you know obviously I'm tracking all that stuff and like clocking all that stuff it was amazing and it was like I remember yeah yeah. like the outfits were so good and like at the time, so the the little South Florida private school I went to, like, there was a very specific look, and it was, like, yeah. Abercrombie and Fitch khakis, those Birkenstock suede clogs, sure. and I was just, it was not my vibe. I was very, I have always been style-wise, like, more of a classic, like, feminine, kind of vintage, yes. vintage-influenced girl. Yes, so yes. when I saw Marissa with her, like, midi skirts and pointy flats and, like, Chanel bags I was like oh my god it's my style twin yeah and I used to emulate all of her outfits I was super into the OC that extended to my musical taste um so yeah Arcade Fire Killers Death Cab um Modest Mouse basically if they were featured on the OC they were on my not iPod because there were no iPods then but Walkman uh I forget what I even like early early mp3 players yeah like um, yeah those little mp3 players for sure That's yeah what the, like, the minis yeah. i forget what they're called rio or something like that i had one of those um anyway so so yeah so taylor swift was not really you know i, I wasn't like a country listener yeah. per se um and i remember I, I vividly remember where i first was when i heard where, where i was when i first heard her music um i was on vacation with my family and my sister who is also, I think she would call herself a Swifty, but like a casual Swifty. Sure, um, sure. She yeah, likes there's, there's folklore a little more, evermore yeah. more than her old stuff. 
Um, she, we were at a museum and she gave me her, her headphones and it was like a bit of a garden state moment, you know, where uh-huh. Natalie Portman's like, you have to hear this song. It'll change your life. Totally. <laughs> I borrowed her headphones and she played mine. Um, yes. Taylor Swift song, mine, uh, from speak now. And I was like, I remember getting goosebumps and being like, who wrote this? Who is singing this? This is so good. Um, that was towards the end of Taylor's Speak Now era. So I want to say yeah. this was like 2011. It was probably right after we worked together, actually. Because yeah. I remember getting really into Taylor when I was at Lucky, which was my next job. Um, but I always like to say I don't know what came first, my love for Taylor's music or my love for her style. Because I love post-OC obsession, like, okay, do you remember in 2011, it was the dawn of street style, so yes. all of the editors and, like, the party girls were doing the most. There was so much, like, so much. power clashing, yes. mixed prints, like, peplums, um, those crazy uh, bubble necklaces, like, colorful J. Crew. Oh, necklaces. my God, yes. You know? Because it was, like, the Jenna Lyons, like, yes. Yes. J. Crew moment. It was yes. the Jenna Lyons era, and I think Jenna Lyons, for the record, is incredible and a visionary, but same, that is same, not same. my look. Uh-huh. Like, like I no, said, no, it's really not. A, it's really yeah, not. I'm like a midi skirt, flats, like you know, cashmere sweater girl, um, lady bag. Yes. So, so towards the end of 2011 into the beginning of 2012 was when Taylor was starting to gear up for red, and yes. her whole look for that era. And we'll get into this: how she uses style to kind of define each of her musical eras in a way that I am obsessed with. Oh, so um, good. So, so smart and so good. Uh, her look was very, she used to say, uh, 1950s housewife. So she would wear pearls with like a little sweater. Little and, sweaters, yeah. Yeah, and like a plaid T-skirt and, um, you know, little Marc Jacobs flats. And this is super geeky, but I remember like the first Taylor outfit that I was like, I want that entire top to toe outfit I would wear it all. It was November 2011 and it was a candid, I think in New York and she's wearing this like Navy Ralph Lauren sweater and a yellow pleated uh, skirt that I think was Oh my God, I know it. I know it. Yes, 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 yes. I think it's like from mod cloth. She wore a lot of mod cloth around that time as did I and then these red Marc Jacobs pumps and a bright blue Fendi bag and it was like color blocking which was super cool at the time but in kind of a retro classic way. Um, and basically it was not long before she became my new style muse. Um, so I started tracking everything she wore. I still like her style deeply influences my own. Um, I am embarrassed by how many things I've added to my closet because they reside in hers. Like, oh yeah, (laughs) I am sitting in my closet right now. Well, first of all, the the cardigan from cardigan is here but also there i am looking at this yellow and like blue plaid like uh flannel uh uh, like shirt dress that Mm -hmm. i abs it's not the exact one but that i absolutely ordered because it looks like the the one she wore in the long pond sessions oh Um, yeah so good that free people dress with the tie waist (laughs) I don't have the free people one but I have a version and I am literally I can touch it right now (laughs) inside my closet like I 100% bought it 
after it's, watching the long con sessions. There's, I mean, so I've spent so, so much money, like so some, much. on her merch and her music, obviously, and concert tickets. Don't even get me started on that. Oh my God. But, yeah. I mean, and I'm like a merch whore. So like the, I have a whole section of my closet that is a shelf that is just merch, basically. And it's like Taylor merch and Harry merch. There's a Mandy Harry Moore has t-shirt. Great her. merch. Yeah, I buy everything. I literally just got a new t-shirt today, a new Treat People with Kindness yellow t-shirt today that I realized I didn't have. And I was like, oh, I have this whole collection. Why don't I? (laughs) I have to complete the set. (laughs) And I have the Taylor sweatshirt with all the eras on it. The illustrations with the eras. Yeah. I've gotten a little better about not buying every piece of merch she releases. I definitely got the red ring, but... That was the last thing I got. But I do have I, that um, shirt on the way that says Taylor Swift with the the sweater with the two. Oh, red the stripes. little collegiate sweater. The collegiate yeah. sweater. It's on the way. I got See, a shipping I didn't notice. buy that, but I did buy the Brandy Melville sweater that I'm pretty sure it's based on with the varsity stripes. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shameful. Um, I know. I get it though. I get it. So it's like, you know, it's some would call it a sickness. I prefer to call it a, a passion. Um, yes, I agree. I agree. But You're in the, the right place to discuss such. Exactly. I feel like this is a safe space. Quote unquote sicknesses. That's like the foundation of this whole situation. Absolutely. <laughs> it's a safe space. Um, Absolutely. So. So, yeah, that was around the time that I got really into Taylor, both music and style wise. Nice. I would and then say it never stopped. It never stopped. And in fact, I would say it hit a fever pitch <laughs> around the 1989 era. Um, yeah. 1989 is still my favorite Taylor album. It probably always will be. I think it's the best pop album ever made. Um, it's phenomenal. We could do a whole episode just on 1989. Well, you know what? You know what we'll do when it when it mm. re-releases? We'll do a whole 1989. Yes. We can talk about it now, but like when the re-release comes, let's do a whole episode on the it's, re-release yes. and whatever new music we're getting from it too, which I'm just like, can holy shit, what is in the vault? What is in the vault? And never mind the fact that my my second favorite Taylor song of all time is New Romantics, which is a bonus oh, track on 1989. Yes, yes and it I is. And I also love the other bonus tracks on 1989. So can you imagine how good the vault tracks are going to be? I can't. It's like hard for me to fathom because everything she's pulled out of the vault. The, the song I listened to the most in 2021 because the, the you know, Red came late in the year. Right. I listen, Spotify told me that I listened to You All Over Me. Oh my god. A hundred and fifteen times. That's impressive. That is impressive. <laughs> I mean, because you know, I, I I mean, there's a lot of all too well ten minute version, but we only had like a month of that before this or less than a month before Spotify wrapped came out. So. Oh yeah. I think everybody's got messed up. Like you had to either I use Apple Music, but you would have had yeah. to like consciously sit there and listen to it on repeat every day until wrapped came out. I do often listen to it in the morning when I wake up as like my first thing. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Just to get the day started, right? It's like coffee and you all over me. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So anyway, I, yeah. So what, so like everything from the vault has been so incredible. It's been so good. The red vault was so insane. I'm just like, what's in the 1989 vault? Like what's going to happen? I have to say, so here's the funny thing about the re-releases. So, um, 1989 was my favorite album. Yes. However, what, what's been really interesting with Fearless Taylor's version in particular is that I wasn't a Swifty when that original, uh, mm, original yeah. album came out. So I have some favorite songs on it, 
but I just was never there for like the rollout insanity. So the really nice thing about Taylor's version is that I discovered that the other side of the door is one of my top 10 Taylor tracks. I had never really listened to that prior. Um, And it was one of my most played songs last year. I'm obsessed with it. It's really Um, good. Well, you know, and I wasn't as deep in then. I was in, but I wasn't as deep in. So that was like a really fun that has been a really cool experience and I think it's so cool because for if you were in you're having you're reliving it which I think we all got with red right like totally especially I mean I did it was a whole like biblical experience like (laughs) but the first red was one thing and then reliving it it was like this it's that's what's so cool about it because then if you if you were a Swifty when Fearless came out you're getting that you're like okay I'm revisiting that time in my life and I'm re-examining what these songs mean to me and then I'm getting new songs but that also fit with these songs in that period and it's so and it's so crazy what she's doing it's incredible it's really interesting and I think we're going to see so many more artists doing this moving forward like following her lead she's a revolutionary Um, mm -hmm, totally she keeps upping the game and upping the stakes in in music and um yeah but like I mean, like, like, uh, like uh, let's go back to pop times like with 1989 do you think it's coming next oh that's a really good question I so here's what's interesting I there are a lot of Swifties who are like extremely into the Easter eggs which is not yeah. to say I'm not but I am more of the variety of Swiftie where I'm like I'm so thankful for everything you've given us I'm gonna try not to look too far in advance and overanalyze anything because the few times I've really believed in like something I read into the hints she was dropping, I was wrong. Like I, I was so we get, sure we all turn into clowns first. <laughs> what? Sorry, I, I went down. We all turn into clowns. Um, oh, we're all clowns. That's we're all like clowns. a running joke. Exactly. We're all clowns. And, like, and I've just kind of my. Oh, new I approach. bought into Watervale for a while, like real hardcore. Like oh, the third oh, Woodvale, yes. Or Woodvale, third. sorry, Watervale. Um, Woodvale. Watervale is actually a place that I know. Um, Woodvale. <laughs> um, I bought in like real hard for a while. And then I was like, oh God, I like lost my mind. I was like, oh my God, there's a third one coming. And what am I going to do? And, I like, mean, I don't know. There could still be. Who it might knows? St- It might exist. It like, could it- exist. I think there were songs that she has recorded with the Desners from that time that we haven't heard yet. I'll say yeah. that much. And also, um, cause I think some of the stuff that ended up on like a, the big red, red machine album, which I love yes. so much. Cause it's I really love good. the Desners and the big red machine album is so good. Her stuff on it and everything on it. Um, but I think some of that could have come from, you know, they've been just like, she's so prolific that I know I can't imagine doing that much work during the pandemic. Like, I, like, <laughs> and also just like, all these like I'm like how do you have this many words how do you do this so well I get the worst writer's block and it's like debilitating and it's really anxiety inducing because when it's your job it's how you make your living yeah so I can't even imagine you know especially when everything was going on in 2020 between like the George Floyd protests and the people (laughs) tons of people dying from this you know novel COVID coronavirus and she wrote like Like, two incredible albums what it's it's nuts it's absolutely nuts Um, I love those albums so much they're really good are you um do you have a favorite between Folklore and Evermore I feel like most people do I do I mean I as a full album I tend towards Folklore yeah but there is stuff on Evermore that if I was like song ranking, it would be a, it would mix up a little bit. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think as a full album and also just I don't know, some of that's wrapped up in like the experience of it, too. And just like, oh, it's coming. And then it's here. And then I'm listening to it. And I remember sitting on my terrace and like the one, you know, the first song starts playing. And the one is my favorite song on the album. Mine, too. Oh, it is. Yay! That's so funny. And I think that's like an unusual pick. I think so, too. Most people don't say the one. And it is yeah, still I I go hard for that song. It was my favorite from the first listen. So typically what happens with Taylor albums is I have this like very spiritual first listen approach yes. to each new album where I like turn off the lights. It's usually what midnight anyway. Yeah. Um, I just close my eyes and I do a full listen front to back. And then I go back again and I do another full listen reading the lyrics so I can appreciate yes. those. So it's kind of like so basically up the do the same first. thing. Really? Yes. Yes. <laughs> That's so funny. It's it's a little cult like, but I know. You know well, what, do you know what's who are we who are we? But giving? you know what's really cute is I had not ever told my dad that. And he 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 loves Taylor. And I mean I think he listens my dad loves um current music and like he loves just he loves top 40 radio like the man will listen he, he's super into music and i love that about him because he's always staying That's on top awesome. of like what's new and stuff but i mean he certainly like i think got deeper into taylor because he knew how much i love her and so he was like interested and so he told me like when folklore came out he sat and listened and pulled up the lyrics on his iPad. And I was like, I love you so much. That's so sweet. And I was like, but it's also a great way to experience Taylor because the words are so purposeful and so beautiful. And she's she's a poet and and she's such a great writer and she tells a story and, Mm -hmm. and, and that the writing on that album is those albums. It's always incredible, but it's, it's a real evolution of her storytelling, I think. And uh, it was very cute, but yeah, that's basically what I do too. I love it. So good. Yeah. The one was my, so, oh, what I was getting at was the, usually on that first listen, uh, a favorite sticks out and it's very rare that it changes after that. And like the one was it immediately. My others, my like runner ups would be, um, last great American dynasty. Yes. And, uh, my tears ricochet. Yeah. So So good. I love peace. Um, you know, I got I stayed at the hotel next door to the last great American dynasty house in uh, September. I really wanna go. <laughs> I've so never been to Westerly, Rhode Island and it I is had never been to Rhode Island, Island, I realized. I was like, What? And I my friend Gwen invited me to go on this little um SE press trip. And so I came to New York and you know, hung out in New York and then we drove to um Rhode Island for a few days. And our hotel was n- like is like was like next door like her house is like on the bluff like up above like I right, could, with like, that from, rock wall yeah with that wall. rock wall and like so it's on that beach so I like the view from our room like out my window was the house and I was oh like I gosh. have come home also I just it makes so much sense why she loves that house so much and it's there's like because you you can walk on the beach and you can be below it but it's like this huge steep like rock wall so you she has privacy and then on the other side is like the more private like her private beach I think but like you can't climb up to that house you know what I mean it's like yeah it, it, it and it's so stunning and then this this hotel called Ocean House is incredible too and I was just like oh okay I was like oh the site of so many fourth of July parties <laughs> like, <laughs> America America, Hiddle Swift had its time here. Oh my god! No, I've always, I've always wanted to go. I'm in an ocean house. I'm in a 
Right yeah, check it out. It's great. And then, I mean, it's an incredible place to stay, too. And there's, like, fire, you know, like, oh, and the the oysters are incredible. <laughs> like, everything was amazing. And I was, like, I said I, like, fancied my, my uh, in my head that, like, uh, some sort of Nancy Myers type movie where yes, I'm like so a, Nancy Myers. I'm like a I'm like a I have writer's block. I'm like a you know a forty something novelist with writer's block. So I like take residence at Ocean House. Like I somehow you know like I'm staying at this hotel for a few months to get through my writer's block. But I befriend the prolific, brilliant. Uh, pop star songwriter who lives next door and we have a friendship and we you know wear cozy knits and like help yes, each other right Eileen Fisher yeah. cream cream tones <laughs> and walk on the beach as the weather gets crisp and like help each other figure out our writing blocks I was like this is my dream that's where I'm that's oh that's God. the rom-com of my dreams <laughs> I love that no the, it's I, me the, and Taylor yes <laughs> and Nancy Myers and Nancy Myers can come if she wants um no, that song is so great. I love the storytelling. Um, I did like a whole uh, Rebecca Harkness explainer for page six when that came out. And then oh, good. I remember, so there's this book that was written about Rebecca Harkness in the 80s called Blue Blood. And um, it went out of print a number of years ago. So I definitely managed to get on the wait list for a copy from the library. And I read it last summer. And um it's oh, so well, good. I recommend I'm checking it out. If you absolutely can... going to see if the library has it here. Yeah, That's it's by amazing. Craig Unger. And I okay. can't believe that they haven't reissued it in print after Folklore came out. I mean, that's like a big missed opportunity. But Absolutely. Um, I was going to say, I would think they would reissue it, but oh, missing out. Well, let's, because we're talking about these different eras. Let's talk about like what you said about how she uses her fashion yeah. as because um, I love this. I mean, she she is she thinks about everything. And I don't mean this as a I mean it as the ultimate compliment. Like she is so in control of who she is and like, you know, musically. And obviously she's always written her own songs, even if she works with collaborators. But, mm -hmm. you know, and she, and her and I remember even early interviews with her when she was still probably, you know, 18 19 and talking about how she was envisioning her stage and the setup and everything from the production, yeah. you know, like she has always wanted that control. And I think it's incredible, but fashion is a part of that too. So talk a little bit about that, like how yeah, she does absolutely. that. Absolutely. So it's like amazing to see how much her look has evolved over the years. Like when she started out with her debut album and with Fearless, I feel like she kind of had two modes that were sort of intertwined. She did like the sundress and cowboy boots look mm -hmm. when things were more casual for performances, for candidates, things like that. And then all of her um, stage outfits were very fairy tale and princess inspired, which I mean, I could super relate to as somebody who has always been, you know, had a very active imagination and been yeah. very, you know, a, uh, a, uh, hopeless romantic at heart um so and it, it worked so well with the music she was writing at the time right like love story you know yeah. you can't get any more on the nose than that um and seeing her go from that to kind of like I feel like towards the end of fearless was when we saw her get kind of more sophisticated starting to like experiment more with you know high fashion um 
and like kind of working in a bit of that old Hollywood sensibility yeah. that she she still has. Um, and then I'm trying to think of what came after that. That red lip uh, classic thing that you like. Yeah. You know? So the red lip, <laughs> the red lip, I think started with Speak Now. Yeah. If I'm remembering I think correctly, so. I think you're right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, she still had a bit of that fairy tale energy coming. Yeah. But she was starting to kind of work. And I remember like the Speak Now tour, which I did not tragically go to. Um, Me either. I'm yeah. very upset <sighs> about it. It's a real miss on my part. <laughs> yeah. Real missed opportunity. Um, she started kind of working in these like 50s silhouettes, a bit of like a, a retro style for some of her performance looks and red carpet looks. Um, and then obviously with red, that, you know, sort of throwback feel, she sort of went full steam ahead with. Um, yeah. And I loved that era. I thought it was so Ugh, cool. How she, so hmm? good. I was, it was so good, that era. It was so good. And it was like, an, the best thing about Red was it was a mix of that 50s housewife thing with kind of like a little bit of a Grease vibe. Like she wore varsity jackets and like those little hats and Oxfords. and yeah. Yeah, the hats were really fun. The pork pie hat. Um that I was 100% like her- had a hat like that at the time. Oh, me too. And it like never stayed on my head. I don't know how it stays on her head. <laughs> I don't either. I have a big head. I don't know. It didn't me it- <laughs> too. It's enormous. It's so hard for me to find hats. Same. Oh my God. We're, it's we're good. More brains. Yeah, <laughs> More exactly. Brains. Um, but yeah, that was like her Keds era. Yes. I definitely had countless pairs of Keds because of her. Um, and Misha Barton, weirdly, who was a, yes. who was a Keds spokeswoman prior. Um, I've given kids many of my coins, but, uh, yeah, I loved her red look. And then 1989 was for, for me where I was like, I just got to chill. I'm so (laughs) good. And the coolest thing is she starts to tease these new style eras before the music even comes out. Like that summer when she moved to New York in 2014, um, you know, 1989 hadn't come out yet, but we saw her all over the city in these little Mm -hmm. matching sets. Like, I still remember my favorite ones. There was, like, one from Aqua, that Bloomingdale's brand that was pink and, like, kind of a marled texture I was obsessed with. And then there was this, like, gray Alice and Olivia set that she wore in Central Park with her Starbucks. And I was like, (gasps) yes, that is, yes. I was like, this is my Carrie Bradshaw. Like, (laughs) why why I moved to New York moment. Um... All of her matching sets were so cute. I also should preface this by saying like 80s pop is my favorite genre. So when she said that that was her primary influence, I was like, oh, this is going to be good. Um, So that was my favorite. That was my favorite style era. And then what's crazy to me is obviously she took a big break after that. I always forget that one of my... I can be critical of Taylor's style, too. Um, sure. One of my less favorite looks of hers was, do you remember the, like, silver Louis Vuitton mini dress with the super dark lipstick and the bleached hair at the... At the I Met Ball? It was, it was at the Met Ball. It was yeah, at the Met. I loved it. 16, which was before the whole Kanye Snapchat thing, Kanye can Snapchat thing. Yeah, um, I so loved like, the bleach. I loved the bleach blonde era and the dark. Yeah, blocks. bleachella. But I'm like of the 90s. So like that, like 
I was like a 90s teen. So like that yeah, dark so lip like always really grunge. speaks to me. It's very like her grungy moment. Like totally. there's that like plaid dress when she has the black, the the bleached hair. It's it's right around the Met Ball. It might have been like the day before or something. And she's in this plaid like. Yeah. Leaving uh, Anna Wintour's house. Why okay. do I know yeah. this? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. See, we're we have our brains are interesting and special. Um, I That's like one of my favorites. And she's like because there was like a combat boot and like. Uh, so like that jacket. really speaks to my yeah that really speaks to my 90s sensibilities it was a and really I, good look I loved I loved her Vogue cover I love this wasn't that bleach blonde but it was kind of that haircut that Wonderland cover might be my favorite cover ever with oh, she has a, a really, really strong brow it's a really good one too yeah. I know but isn't like it a, crazy like I feel like a lot of fans and just music listeners see reputation very much as like a reaction a direct reaction to what happened that summer but if you look at her style she was kind of hinting that she was going to go in this direction with her music before any of that started which is wild to me I know Um, it's crazy because it's there obviously is some reaction but there's it's it she was there like she was going there you don't dress in like black lipstick bleached hair and you know, plaid slip dresses and combat boots if you're going to release another 1989. Like, Yeah, <laughs> just, exactly. Right. So, um, like, Kanye, so you yeah. don't get credit for that either. You're not yeah, no, absolutely not. <laughs> um, but, yeah, but so, I will yeah, Then say, she does move into Reputation Era eventually. Yeah, she does move into Reputation Era eventually without the bleached hair. Um, that was definitely, for me, I think the toughest adjustment as a fan because that style is the least in line with my own personal style. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I will tell you, Abby, I bought so much camo and, like, <laughs> <laughs> during those few years, it's, yep, and, like, distressed sweatshirts and over-the-knee boots and the whole yes. thing. Yes, Um is that when but, you met her? You met her at Reputation, right? Yeah, it was Reputation. It was, Tell me about went, it. Talk about oh my it. Gosh, Tell me everything. What a weekend. I, um, so how that happened was um, I had some time before when I was actually, I think I was at Racked at the time, I, um, I had cold emailed her team just to... Just Did I was you like, cold email Tree Pain? Because I cold emailed Tree Pain during Reputation yeah, Era too. Yeah, yeah. And she gave me floor. <laughs> I got floor seats to the Indianapolis show from Tree Pain. Oh my god! I didn't even ask for tickets. That's she crazy. offered me. I didn't even ask for tickets. She offered me tickets. That is so. But nice. I didn't get to meet Taylor, which is totally fine. And I didn't even expect anything. I was literally writing this story. I had recently moved back to Indy, and I was writing a story for the local, like Indianapolis Monthly, that was like going to be time to when she was going to be here, and right. it was about her. So John Green, Fault in Our Stars, John Green lives yeah. here in Indianapolis. So. <clears throat> Um, and the Fault in Our Stars takes place in Indianapolis. It's that they go to my high, like he goes like he goes to my high school, whatever. Um, in the in the book, it's very special to me. It turned ten this week too, I think. Wow. Um, and so like yeah, like he goes to North Central High School, in, and that's my high school. Anyway, they wanted to do something about like the cute friendship that John and Taylor had, like a Tumblr friendship right, back I know in her. She loves yeah. His, his books. Yeah. yeah, and like in and when the book came out, and like in that was like her hardcore. I mean, not that she's not always on Tumblr, but like that was like hardcore Tumblr era. So totally. anyway. I was going to do a write around basically, but I was like, well, I got to do my due diligence and ask if she'll give a quote about John. 
right? Like I figured maybe she'd email a quote, but I figured probably not for this like local publication. But I was like, eh, I'll email Tree and ask her. Always I've never met Tree. Yeah. Like what's the worst that can happen, right? And she was like, I'm so sorry because she was internet. She was already touring. She was like in Australia or Europe or something. And so she was like, she can't. But like, do you want tickets to the show in Indianapolis? And I was like, yeah. And I took my she's not technically my niece. She's my brother and sister-in-law's niece, but who is in high school now. But uh, she's my number one Taylor girl. We've always been Taylor girls together. And she was probably like, gosh, I guess she was probably 13 or 14 at the time. And so, oh my gosh, so she like totally lost. Her so mind, I took sure. her to and we had floor seats and we did see Mama Swift at one point. Oh, but then we had really yeah. awesome seats. And yeah, we saw Andrea. But um, anyway, sorry. So I digress. No, Go back to you. So, so you sweet. also cold emailed Tree Payne. I did. I so and it's funny, like I am despite the work I do, I'm a pretty like shy person at heart like I don't love putting myself out there I tend to overthink things um but honestly all the times that I've cold emailed people it's never served me wrong (laughs) so I did it and I basically I wasn't asking for anything I was just like hey you know just wanted to let you know I'm a huge fan of Taylor's I've written about her a bunch here's some examples um of recent stories I've done like i would love to meet you at some point or just connect in some way. Any, if there's anything I can do, you know, don't hesitate to ask. Um, and she wrote back almost immediately with the nicest little note. And so, you know, we've kind of gone back and forth ever since. And so, you know, cut to several years later, uh, or not several years later, this was probably just a year later, um, Taylor's on the Reputation Tour. And I, of course, bought tickets to all three nights of her New Jersey shows, the East Rutherford shows, um, because I'm crazy. And someone at the office got wind of it on the post side, and they were like, on Slack, they're like, so we heard that you are paying for three nights of Taylor. Would you write about that for the paper? And I'm like, yes, I'm definitely going to get laughed at, but yes. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I would have done it, too. I'm nothing if not a journalist. Yes. so sacrifices must be made. <laughs> exactly. So I emailed and I was like, hey, Tree, I'm going to be at all three nights. You know, I'm writing this little story. Um, you know, can't wait to can't wait to see Taylor on stage, blah, blah, blah. Um, and I didn't hear anything back the night, the Friday night first show. Um, then Saturday, didn't hear anything back, took um Ryan, my husband, my then boyfriend, now husband, to see his first Taylor show, which was super oh, fun, except it poured rain. But oh, the rain, rain show! Was, he was at the rain show. show? Was very special. That's, exactly. that's a special show. That's an iconic show that will live in like Taylor lore forever. Exactly. No, it was very special. It was we got soaked, but it was very special. Um, and, and you then, kept him around, so that's good, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, he's a good one. He's a good one. Yeah, he is. Um, And then I think it was like three in the morning on Sunday, I got an email that was like, can you show up at the venue a little early? Let me know. (sighs) (laughs) And I got to chill again. This is so exciting. I, this is like embarrassing. I, 
Ryan was still asleep. I had my mouth guard in, and I just remember like screaming through. I would have started crying. I'm about to start crying for you right now, and it happened already. Like years ago, I started crying. (laughs) Um, Ryan thought someone was breaking into our apartment. I felt really bad for scaring him. Um, But once he woke up and he heard why I was screaming, he was like, "Okay, I understand." Um, But yeah, it was an incredibly incredibly special day i always joke that like that and getting engaged slash now my wedding like you know they're all top top nights in in alana's life um but yeah she i got you know that picture is so cute 10 minutes to talk to her um (gasps) you know i i blacked out so i don't remember to be honest a lot of what i said um i do remember uh writing in my phone like in my notes app, a list of questions to ask her and things like, not for work, just like things I want to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. um, Things I wanted to say to her. And of course, as soon as I walked in, I like just blanked on all of it. Yeah, of course. (laughs) But you guys are both like, are you guys like the same height? We're the exact same height. Yeah, you're both, it's very tall. I'm I'm tall, but I'm a hair shorter than you and her, I think. Yeah, yeah, we're like 5'10", 5'11", depending what shoes we're in. So Yeah, like I'm like 5'9", um, so I'm so close. So tall, yeah. Yeah, but not. I'm not quite there, yeah. Love to be That's tall. so amazing, um, and I think like, like honestly, like Tree is pretty incredible. Like she's so on top of correspondence. I like don't the fact know you know, like I don't know how job. she does it because I cannot understand the amount, the I influx can. that must come in. Absolutely is not. So insane. I am like I love she doesn't <clears throat> sleep because I, I I know how can she sleep? How can she no, sleep? I don't know how. I don't know how. It's I love miraculous. that scene in the documentary when they're when she's about to publish her. Um, like first political yes. statement and, they all and they're wine. sitting there with their wine, with their uh, white wine. And I love it so here's much. To the but, resistance. <laughs> yes. I love that. But yeah, I don't know how she does it because she responded to me so quickly and I didn't even expect a response. No, it's, it's. And then her response was so lovely and yeah. generous. And like, I didn't even expect her to email me back. No, like, it's crazy. It, it's crazy. It's crazy. So yeah, that's amazing. And I love that photo. Uh, the one I've it, seen of you two it, is incredible. I have it framed on my wall. I have a desk size version of it. It's of course. It's you know as as I should. <laughs> well, one of my but, friends was like, "Why don't you have?" Because she commented on my Instagram once, and um, oh, I remember this. Yeah, this was during that era, Reputation era too. It was well, it was, was when, it Halloween. Um, it was Halloween because I was yeah. dressed as one of the old tailors yes, um, who can't so come to the phone right I now remember. because she's dead because it was a party to come as one of your favorite dead people. And so my sister's good. idea was to come as one of the old tailors. So I was you belong with me, Taylor. And I like made my own junior jewel shirt and stuff. Mm. And it was like the best thing ever. So I can't imagine. And so I was like, oh, my friend was like, yeah, you should get that printed out and framed. And I'm like, you're right. And I should. And I that oh, just reminded me that I need should. to do that. And. Also, my birthday's Halloween, so it was like a whole, like birthday. Pro- I mean, it, so I can't imagine like ten minutes. Oh, what a good birthday with her. gift! Yeah, it was it was pretty dope. I will um, say. I was gonna say prior to the to our photo together, which I'll tell you more about in a minute. I had on my wall. She had. <laughs> it wasn't even a tweet at me. It was a retweet. Uh huh. Um, during the 1989 era, and I had it needle pointed i like oh nice on etsy had somebody needle point the her retweet of my tweet and i had that on my wall instead (laughs) 
So oh, that's amazing. The full I love that of the madness. But um, but no, the pose. So the pose was inspired by um, the classic Olsen twins cinematic jewel. It takes two. Um, oh, you guys are such millennials. I love it. Right. So you know, great. Like, you have Perfect. to do the back to back. And I was like, Perfect. people joke. I'm like, you're brunette, like evil, not evil twin, but whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was like, I love this. Let's do it. So we stood back to back. And then right before the camera went off, she like grabbed my hands. <laughs> She's the best. She's an angel. She truly, she truly is a gift. Yeah, like she they really say, it's is. funny. They say don't meet your heroes, but um, and in some cases, I've I've found that to be true. But yes, Taylor, and that makes me so happy. I remember when you posted that, and I was just like, ah! like I feel like I screamed. Yeah, I feel like you and Tyler were like <laughs> yeah. the first people to talk. And they were like, finally, <laughs> and it was it made me so happy because people were like. Like, I think people would assume that someone might get jealous. I was like, no, no, that is just pure fucking joy for my my friend who I know how much she loves her. Like, that is so awesome. And it's like a gorgeous picture, too. Like, you look so good. I was so worried it was not. I was like, because, you know, you don't get to see the photo after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Taken by a professional. So I was like, you get one shot and you hope it's good. (laughs) Yeah, you got to shoot your shot, man. Um, so we went for it, but yeah, it was a extremely special, uh, evening and one that will live on in my memory. So good. Well, and then obviously she evolved into like folklore evermore. What do you think? What do you think we're going to get this year? Like, are we going to get a tour? I mean, I know things are like, let's say Omicron settles down and like, cause people, I mean, I went to Harry concerts last year. Like I don't, I didn't assume she because like we now have she never got to tour lover because that was supposed to happen in 2020 yeah lover and then fest. she dropped lover fest never happened which i was really i kept about. my tickets by the way like the, there was a period where they were like okay if you want a refund you can you can get it now and i didn't do it i was like this is gonna happen and then eventually they were like it has been canceled. You are going to be refunded. And it was the saddest I've ever been to get oh. several hundred dollars back. I know, right? And and because that era, like, that's all the pinks and the, like, the colors. Which was and much the, like, more my speed than the I feel like that is much more you, like, yeah. For sure. And then that is very much not my style personally, but I loved it as the moment. And for her and the album, it all, like... Yeah, so it went with good. the it went with like the messaging of the album. It was the, like you know the and there calm was after happiness. The storm. Yeah, totally. Like it was she had a nice found this cleanser. Yeah, it was a really um, she's really smart like that. Like totally. she's really. And then we move into this earthier. So the then we get into like folklore evermore, which musically I love in the biggest way possible. I mean, I'm like a '70s. Like I was a deadhead. Like I like. I I love the national. I love Aaron Dustin. You know, Me like that too. whole uh, sound. And I saw the national open. I have been a fan of theirs since I saw them open for Arcade Fire. Oh, in nice college at this church um, in uptown New York City, and I remember just being like, "These guys are going places." That must have been like 2007. So it was before I was a Taylor fan. Yeah, um, I was a national fan. But yeah, they're they're amazing. I love their sound, and um, I love the sound of folklore too. And I love this. I love her style for folklore too. Oh, like same. I love the like the like 
Victorian nightgowns and like oh, the braids. The French braid, the braids. The braids are so good. I taught myself to French braid in quarantine so that I could Oh, see, up. I don't know how to French braid. I am very, so I'm a former beauty editor who cannot do hair. I could write a story about how to do it. That's like, so and I have like long hippie hair. My mother did not know how to French braid either. And I was like, Oh, I should have taught myself. But I, here's the thing. I am so unskilled. I wouldn't have even been able to teach myself. You are not myself. unskilled. You are very it, skilled. Well, I feel not like you have to hang, find the like, right tutorial to watch. Yeah, I don't know. But I did love the whole look. And like, it's the so little, the, the, there's a little curl in the bangs. And like, the even that, that flannel that I was talking about. And like, the, the oh, it was so earthy and romantic and the velvet yeah. and mm-hmm. then even like the velvet came through like I loved the purple velvet suit that she wore to like the all too well yeah short film like that was like romantic but like business because she's like not fucking around but <laughs> um I yeah I just it's so amazing because it all also feels like her like I oh, don't totally. feel like she's costuming herself like it's just no, this sure is the not. part this is the part of her that's coming out right now musically and stylistically and sartorially and yeah. all of it no, the it's, first time I was I I, w- I wouldn't say a questioned yet, but the first time I was like, are you sure was reputation because I was yeah. like this seems only because I know that for myself and our styles are very similar I was like this is out of the comfort zone. But it also was a lot of what was cool at the time. Like yeah. streetwear was like, you know, dominating the fashion scene. And like, you know, she wore Vetements and, yeah. you know, Isabel Morant and all these brands that, you know, were very, you know, of the moment. So it totally, I mean, it made sense. I, you're right. That Vogue story that we're talking, that we mentioned earlier, like, that kind of set the tone for a lot of it too. Yeah, um, so, so interesting. That mom boots are crazy. Um, <laughs> I don't know how she uh, walked. Yeah. In oh my god. Yes. Okay. I could keep you here forever, but I want to let you have your weekend too. So, what do you think we're going to get in 2022? Do you have any predictions? Like, oh do you god. think a tour? Do because I had this idea. I said it on here. I think I don't think I edited it. Where I would love if there was like one night you get to go to like a smaller venue and it's like more of like a folklore evermore and maybe some like acoustic lover or whatever. And then like the next night is like a stadium, like the big show. I I mean, I don't know how that that logistically doesn't work on any level, but like like residencies at venues of different sizes, like kind of like, you know how Gaga did like a jazz residency and a pop residency. I feel like that's almost like what we need. Yes. You're so smart. <laughs> that is so good. Um, I love that. I would, and I would go to both. Uh, I'll go to everything. I was like, listen, I spent, I will spend all my money on this woman. Like, there is no amount. I know. That the, the, she- I, one of the things, the two things probably that I miss most that the pandemic has robbed from us, um, karaoke, which is my favorite pastime, mm-hmm. and concerts. Yeah. Um, I do you do any my, Taylor at karaoke? Oh, all the time. Yeah, what's your go-tos? Um, I feel like we're never, ever getting back together is a good one. So good. we can do the phone interlude. Yeah. Everyone loves a little, like, spoken word interlude. 
Um, Ugh, like ever. Yeah. Oh, so good. The so Cruel good. Summer is a good one too. Ooh, Justice cruel for Cruel Summer. summer. <laughs> Justice for Cruel Summer always and deserved forever. A one video of the, deserved a single. One of the greatest pop songs like ever fucking it's, written. It is so good. It is so so good. Getaway Cuz now that I same. like Oh, Getaway Car. Like <laughs> I feel like TikTok loves Cruel Summer and Getaway Car, like, a lot. Yeah, they know what's up. They know what's up. And she knows uh, what's up, because now she likes to dabble in in the talk as well. God, I have to say, when she joined TikTok, I was like, oh, no, I probably should, too. So far, I have my name. I got my name because Ryan smartly was like, always get your name on every emerging social platform, just yeah. in case. Um, but I've just been sitting on it and lurking. So I haven't posted Yeah, I was yet. lurking for so long. You know what really really brought me to posting? Well, because I have I have a me and I have a We Have Notes one. So I started posting finally on the We Have Notes one. And really it was um, it was really Harry and Taylor that brought me yeah. to like, so really I did a lot of posting around like really my, some of my first posts. Well, one was when Harry played medicine at Harry Ween at MSG and I lost my mind on my actual birthday. And then oh the, I didn't post again until like the red re-release really brought out the, the content in me. I like really just like <laughs> let it all out and like lost my mind on TikTok, like fil- you know, losing my mind to Taylor. Yeah. So good. There were so many good TikToks. Because there was like one of my best ones, like one of my most popular ones that actually got some traction was like um, the when when he in the short film in the all too well short film, when he like drops her hand at dinner and like pushes her away. And then I was like, like paralleled with like the hand drop from um champagne problems oh yes. like i draw i dropped your hand while dancing because champagne problems is probably my favorite song on that album but <clears throat> i was like i did something and it was like the, the kids got into it i was like wow oh, woohoo! <laughs> that's what's so cool about taylor though is like seeing the way that she weaves these little like lyrical nods oh, yeah from one album to the next like the casually cruel Yes. In Mr. Perfectly Fine. Like you just see and you can can envision it, right? Like her writing, like keeping a notes app of all of these little lyrical tidbits she wants to use. And then sometimes they end up in more than one song or they kind of call back to an earlier song. Yeah. Um, I remember in her Zane Lowe interview, I guess it was when Folklore came out. And she was like, said something like, oh, yeah, that's one of my I have it in my notes app as just like words I love that yes. I want to find a place for. Exactly. And I was like, oh, God, I should it's any like writer puzzle. should do that. Like just words, you know, or it was like or she said like once it was certain words. And then she also said that she just had meet me behind the mall as like a phrase. Yeah. And yeah, she yeah. had been she had been hanging on to it until she found a place to use it. And then she found like a perfect place to use it. It's a good one. But yeah, um, the tour thing, I. I feel like I might be the wrong person to ask because the first concert I went to since the pandemic started was in early December. I went to see Ed Sheeran with a Swifty friend of mine. And um, that was the week that Omicron was kind of unbeknownst Uh, to all of us bouncing around like crazy. And like I was exposed multiple times that week. um, Amazingly tested negative. But I it's so hard to play. I don't understand how artists are going to plan for tours going forward, which is a really pessimistic thing to say. But, um, you know, like just because it's it's hard enough to for us like mere mortals to plan for travel that we might want to take or things we might want to do with friends and family. But like tours, 
You know, like in Miss Americana, how she says, my life is planned out years yeah. in advance because years. you have to book these venues yeah, so Yeah, because there's far sports, out. there's football, there's basketball, there, whether you're in a stadium, an arena, you know, there's all this other yeah. stuff and all the That's other like concerts. That's like three the- away from yeah. now. Yeah, it's like there's an um, NBA season that happens. There's an NFL season that happens. You know, like it's yeah, it's crazy. It's that nuts. was crazy Everyone's when she says that. She's like, I, she's like, I know where I'm going to be in. Well, she thought this at the time, <laughs> like in 2021 on this day. You know, <laughs> lol, yeah, lol to all of us. But maybe um, we wouldn't have gotten folklore. You know, yeah, I know that's the thing. It's like we, you know, I mean, she she is never not giving us everything she can. It's and she really cannot, really she true. could not give us a tour, but she gave us so much music. So much um, music. I mean, I'm hopeful. Can, I'm, I'm hopeful for a tour. Like I, yeah. uh, maybe 2022 or end of this year. Um, yeah. Like back half, I mean, you know? Yeah. If this, I mean, I've heard that now we're getting into medical talk. If Omicron, you know, a slightly milder variant really does signal that this is on the downslope. Then, yeah, that we're know, moving to we like can... endemic. Yeah, yes, endemic. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like you know, maybe we can get to a place where yeah. you know artists can start planning for tours again. But I then know I'm like, how does she has. pick her set list? There's so much stuff. There is that I that hasn't even been toured yet. Question. It's the rep tour. I just remember like she was on that stage for over two hours. I want to yeah. say yes, and absolutely. That was really cutting down on the old material like she did love story she did you belong with me like mashups she yeah. just said no as part of a mashup which was awesome um but and then she did those b stage bonus songs yeah how i don't i don't yeah, know i don't know how be, she does it i think she's i mean just if she wants me to go it. somewhere for a week i'll go like I'll just go. <laughs> yeah, do exactly twenty four straight hours of Taylor performances. And yeah, it's she, fine. Like <laughs> they have to like hook her up to IVs so she can yeah. keep going. I um no I you know it might get to a place where she can only do a couple songs per album yeah. because she just has that God. much material now. So crazy. Um, um, or and maybe, then it becomes d- a, maybe it becomes a, a Harry Potter and the, what is the show? The one that was two nights, Cursed Child. Is oh, yeah, it? yeah. Where you have to go back. Where you, do, yeah, yes, yeah. Where you do the first half of the show and yeah. then you do the second half the next day. Yes, I'm in. She, that's fine. We would do it. Listen, we I'll would do pay. it multiple times. Exactly. I'll do it multiple times. Three nights well, in a and row. Then, <laughs> Just and like then I did we'll, for rep. Exactly. And then we'll get some sort of re-release. So whatever, whether mm-hmm. it's 1989 or whatever. But I feel like, will you come back and talk about whatever re-release it is? But hopefully it'll oh, be 1989. Absolutely. Clearly, because I feel like seen, we, have, we could go for forever. five more hours. For we could sure. go for five more hours. But for sure. OK, so those are our hopes and dreams maybe for 2022. And then you'll be back to talk more about Can't wait. 1989. But tell everyone before I let you go where they can find you on, on the course. socials and whatnot. Of course. So um, I am at Alana Fishman, E-L-A-N-A-F-I-S-H-M-A-N, on both Twitter, which I use less and less, mostly just for Taylor stuff um, and to share my work, and then on Instagram as well, as well as TikTok. Yeah, So if you want to follow me there, maybe I can be persuaded to... Maybe you'll surprise drop something. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I'll I'll folklore a TikTok. Yeah, just be like, tomorrow... Midnight, my first TikTok is dropped. <laughs> With an artsy photo shoot in black and white. Yeah, that's very you. I love it. Be authentic, right? You got to be authentic. Exactly. Amazing. So this is so much fun. Thank you for spending your Friday after work with me. 
I couldn't imagine a more fun way to spend my Friday. So thank you, Abby, for having me. I adore you. And I will be right back. Thank you so much to Alana. That was so fun. I can't wait for her to come back. We have merely scratched the surface of the things that we want to talk about, about Taylor. Um, but that was that was great. And hopefully we'll get some of these tours and things in, uh, in 2022. Harry just announced his Europe and South America tour. So trying to figure out if I want to go to London in June. I mean, I definitely want to go. Trying to figure out if I'm going to go. I mean, it's, he's going to be at Wembley. So listen, Taylor, let's get this on the books. Got to get my budget figured out. Um, but as always, thank you all for listening. I hope you had a good time. That is always the point, is to have some fun and maybe some laughs and embrace all the stuff that we love to obsess over. If you want to find more of that kind of content, you can subscribe to the newsletter. It's wehavenotes.substack.com. comes out on Fridays. You can follow We Have Notes on Instagram and TikTok at We Have Notes, or you can follow me at Abby C. Gardner on Instagram and at Abby Gardner on Twitter. You can always shoot me a DM if there's something you'd love to hear me talk about um, or just something you want to obsess over with me. I Literally, it's all I love to do. Um, thanks to everyone at Speak Studio, especially Timothy Griggs, who helps put this podcast together. And until next week, you know, when I want to manifest outside of like concert, let's all manifest that one day, Taylor Allison Swift, who I know loves a lot of pop culture things too, comes on this podcast to talk to me about, listen, we could start with like Gray's SVU curious case of Benjamin Button if we want to stick to content that has inspired the name of her cats Meredith Olivia and Benjamin or any other movie or book or TV show or whatever that she wants to talk about obviously I'm here for all of it Um, so yeah let's put that out into the universe and I will talk to you soon Mm -hmm.